Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload, where we watch video game film adaptations and try and find the good in them. I am Nick Moore. With me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Wayne. Hello, everybody. And Mark. Welcome back. We are back to discuss uh, a pair of films. Quite a pair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah. No, that's quite intentional. Oni Chambara. <laughs> Which the the English version of it when it came over here is Bikini Samurai Squad, which I've never heard a more direct title in my life. It really does sum up everything about <laughs> these films. That's right, these films, because our adventures have led us to watch two films instead of one. You get a double dose of Bikini <laughs> Samurai Squad. Because Onichambara Vortex is apparently a sequel, which I did not know until I was well into it. And found out the uh, the original was waiting for me on YouTube in incredibly poor quality. Allegedly a sequel, but we'll get to that. <laughs> well, yes, there's quite some deviations. Now, I'm going to go over my experience of these two films really quickly so that you guys know how much and how little I know. <laughs> I watched Onichambara Vortex, the whole thing. Not terrible but not great video quality on youtube but at least had subtitles so i could follow what was going on that they told me i didn't understand all of it because it was a sequel but at least i understood what they were saying the first one video quality was so awful for that full version of it i couldn't tolerate it but it had subtitles so i found someone who had posted up individual clips of the whole film in better video quality but no subtitles and i decided i was going to watch that i was going to do the street fighter assassin's fist experience <laughs> I could not because some of the clips didn't load. So for two thirds of the first movie, I watched it with no subtitles. And for the parts that I could not watch in better quality, oh I flipped over to the terrible version and watched low quality, basically text adventures because I couldn't tell what was happening. So I Amazing. know some of the plot of the first one. Amazing. All of the plot of the second mm. one. And as an added bonus, I downloaded and played Onichimbara Origin for the PlayStation 4. Yeah, good for you. It's a remake mm. of the first and second game because I wanted to know which movie is closest to the actual story. Neither of them. <laughs> I believe that. They mix and match all kinds of weird crap and neither one of them is faithful. It is staggering. I don't remember seeing trailers for the game. I've, I've never played them. I'll bring it up later. But Mark, you've seen both as I have seen both. 
How are you feeling? <laughs> so I was initially going to make a joke at the beginning after watching the second movie the first time that this is the greatest movie I've ever seen that I didn't know I needed this in my life. Cause had I kind of mean it for the second movie <laughs> because it's so bad. Oh boy. That I, I, I had to believe they were making all of those choices intentionally Yep, that it was kind of funny. So it was like so bad it was actually kind of enjoyable because I was like, okay, they're just, they're goofing on themselves here. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. So I watched the first movie, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll explain why I say that in a minute, but I watched the first movie, allegedly, uh, which is a sequel, allegedly. And the quality was awful. So yes, it's hard to see what's going on. You keep re- referencing plot. There is one, there, I think. They're both movies, which are, again, supposed to be a sequel. The plot is so eerily similar (laughs) that, like, I almost think Vortex was just, like, a reimagining of the first movie. Like, after seeing them out of order, there's no way the second movie could be a sequel because of what happens at the end of the first movie. True. And then... then, The plot points are similar enough, but like, I don't know. It's, 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 I, I'm kind of speechless. Vortex <laughs> feels like a remix of the first one. It does. And yep. I just got to say this. I will to find something good about both of these movies. 100% I had a video game feel throughout the whole thing. Okay. From the design of the characters to the... <laughs> horrible cheesy special effects <laughs> which got worse in the second movie yep. if you can imagine that yeah and uh yeah i don't know how you watched any part of this without subtitles because at least when i watched street fighter there was some genuine acting and emoting i don't know <laughs> what your experience was in this like, good luck with that i made up my own words as i watched it it was fine i'm pretty sure that i had quality dialogue coming out during this Corinne may have gotten up and walked away during the the viewing of film number one where I was providing my own commentary I'm gonna say it was me maybe my dialogue wasn't good enough it certainly wasn't the quality of the film that made her leave Wayne (laughs) how was part two also the only part that you got to watch no part one I watched right I didn't watch Vortex I didn't watch Vortex Jesus so you only saw the first one Uh, well uh, I warned you guys I said Careful, there's two of them. <laughs> Make sure you watch the right one. And you both watch the wrong one. Hey, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> We've all done it once now. Yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. I think I accidentally uh, did we, it on we, purpose. So <laughs> we, we legend of Chun lead this. I just want to reiterate again how bad the quality on YouTube <laughs> of this movie. No, that's important because it is. Like Nick said, it, it was is. like when I first started watching it, we stopped within the first five minutes. I was like, no, I can't do this. It's it, it's like the you know you click YouTube and it's like it hasn't buffered. It's still coming in and it's just yeah. a blur. You even bad. the even the even the words some of them are hard to read. Like it was that bad. Just want to re- reiterate that because absolutely I can't fully judge this movie based on its visual quality when I didn't watch a quality version of it. I can't knock it for that. And I think what's important, what, what makes that funny, is this still isn't the worst film we've watched. Nope. And I think this kind of ties into what Mark is saying about how it's very video game feeling because some of the worst 
films we've watched still don't feel like video games. And because we're trying to find the good in video games, because it feels like a video game movie, it's already up above some of the the worst we've seen. Yes. So we'll give it that. I want to applaud Christina, my wife, who actually sat through the Absolutely. whole thing. I can't believe she's yes. a trooper for doing that. Um, and, you know, we had some fun along the way, right? <laughs> we started making up some of our own stories and, and dialogue. Yep. and We didn't understand what was going on. But I think we have an idea what happened. It just doesn't necessarily make sense. Well, the overall <laughs> plot is not terribly complicated. No. Zombies exist in the world. Humanity is now in a zombie apocalypse. And a bunch of scantily clad women are going to pick up samurai swords and guns and fight the zombie hordes. That's the plot in both yeah. movies yeah. and in the games. It's the little differences I, that are all different and all contradictory. I, I feel like that's the premise, not the plot. Because the plot... <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that was the pitch. That's what they walked into whatever movie studio to pitch this idea that's what they said like that sentence you just said is a hundred percent what they just said it got me to watch two of them there is a future apocalypse zombie exists in the world and half naked women are fighting them with never-ending bullets and samurai swords and like the person who like i gotta stop (laughs) the person the person who did the special effects, sound effects, everything for the sawed-off double-barrel shotgun has apparently <laughs> never, ever seen that weapon used ever in human <laughs> history because that thing was shooting sniper shots <laughs> from across the room, up close. Like Now, it was unbelievable. My, and the sound effect. My personal close. favorite is when Rico, the one who's using the shotgun, points it behind herself to shoot someone behind her, but she points it on like an, I'm going to call it an 85 degree angle. It's almost up in the air. And the guy's behind her 10 feet. It still hits him and knocks him down. (laughs) She's not pointing anywhere near him and that bullet still gets him. I just about blacked out laughing. It was amazing. And it's a sawed off shotgun that she never reloads that I... Never. I count before I stopped counting. She was well over forty shots, and she was <laughs> oh, just continuing easily. to pull the trigger. It was awesome. Easily, I love. They don't it. even pretend. They don't even pretend she's reloading. No, it's a double barrel, two shell, sawed off shotgun. She gets to fire that thing once. I'll argue twice, and it must be reloaded. You must eject a shell. Not in this world. In this world, that thing shoots pinpoint sniper bullets. Because, like, if someone is being held and fighting, she can, from across the room, go, ping, perfect headshot. That's and fine. one bullet comes out. They show you the bullet. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't even shoot bullets. It shoots shells. It's so good. It's so bad. This coming from a world where zombies are absolutely good at everything they can do except walk. Yeah. Yes. They can run. They can do kung fu. They can use weapons. Yes. And let me re- reiterate, they can run fine, but they cannot walk. No, they walk like they're <laughs> no. drunk, but they can bust into a sprint. The nurse zombie that starts chasing the uh, the mascot dude in the first movie, she starts running with her arms going up and down like the T-1000 yeah. at one point. And <laughs> then proceeds to shamble like she's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably, I think that was my favorite thing is that they couldn't walk, but they could do everything else. They These zombies have coordinated attacks where 
The yep. front row is attacking, and someone leaps over the front row to attack them from above. It's <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Yes. Like, there's a lot about this I can forgive because of the tone they're setting. Mm-hmm. The shotgun never yes. running out, that's no different than Ash at the end of Army of Darkness when he pulls one off yeah. the shelf in S-Mark. So that's saying. fine. I can live with it because mm-hmm. it's zany. It's the this, world's rules, and I'm okay right. with that. <laughs> These movies yes. are, in my opinion the best example of the highs and lows that we can go through when we're watching these films, because yeah. <laughs> when these movies are firing on all cylinders, when it decides to do wacky zany action, I'm in on it. Yeah. I don't care how stupid yes. it is. It's great. In that first movie in the original, at one point you have Aya, the main girl who wears the, the bikini and the cowboy hat and the boa for what I, why is she wearing a boa? But anyway, <laughs> She's there with her boa and her frilly bra, and she spins like three somersaults in the air and lands in the splits with each of her high-heeled shoes perched on two zombie heads (laughs) so she can do a come-here motion with her hand like she's Jean-Claude in the air and then leap down and start exploding, (laughs) not cutting, exploding zombies with her sword. If that's the rules we're setting, do whatever you want, and I'm in on it. It's fine. I only lost interest when they tried to do plot and character. And I recognize some of that is because I did not have subtitles for good large chunks of it. No, it's not, Nick. So (laughs) the the sister, Saki, was she just bad? Was she just a bad person? Or so in the first movie, was there experiments done on her to make her bad? Even, but she seemed like she was bad as a kid. So no, no, she was bad. So she was just an awful human being. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's what we were just trying to confirm is if he did something to her or if she's just a piece of shit. Yeah. In the first movie, Saki is jealous of the fact that her father prefers Aya. Yeah. And she wants to be stronger than Aya. And when the evil doctor, because there's no other way to describe this scientist, evil sword doctor (laughs) comes up and says, hey, yeah, I can make you stronger. You know, all you have to do is kill your father for me. She agrees. Immediately. So she's evil. She's evil. There's no getting around that. She's going to murder her father because she has petty childhood jealousy. We just were worried we missed something that that he did. What you don't know, Wayne, (laughs) this movie ends with Aya killing Saki. And then the second movie opens with Aya and Saki teamed up fighting zombies and both of their parents are dead because both of their parents shoved them off to protect them from some Agent Smith looking zombies. It completely rewrites everything. <laughs> yep. What year was the second one made? The first one was 2008, right? A year later. Oh, really? That far? <laughs> Only that? <laughs> one year later. Listen. Were they made wait, at the same the, time and just editing issues? It gets better. The, the second better. movie. I played the Same remake. actors? No, different actors. No. Oh, okay. Everything's redone. Completely different oh, okay, actors. Okay. Everything's done. Yeah. And neither movie follows the plot of the games. I'm over halfway through in the first game, and your sister has been, like, fooled by the evil villain into resurrecting your mother because she's dead, but your father's That's not. That's a part of the second movie. Well, your father That's isn't dead, though. That's a part of the second though. movie. And your oh. sister's been convinced that she needs your heart ripped out of your chest to resurrect your mother, so she's coming at you. 
and I've already used the power of hugging and sistership to convince her otherwise, and now it's the two of them looking for the father. It's not even close to the story of either of these movies. That's so funny. In the second <laughs> movie, so I, I guess understand. I will quickly try to encapsulate the plots and maybe the plot similarities <laughs> as I know you Please. missed some things, Nick. Because you'll so, know more than I will. Let me go get popcorn. So the premise, <laughs> you, you're totally right about the premise of the movies. There are zombies in the world and uh, bikini chicks are fighting them. Yes. Now, the plot of the first movie, correct me where I'm wrong, Wayne, the evil scientist guy seems like he actually created the zombies and somehow controls them. And he's looking to, I think, experiment and like eradicate death. Like he, he thinks he's saving people. Like he oh, thinks he's like, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm keeping people from dying. Correct. That's he what he is like in the, in the movie. Like, yeah. He was cackling no, about bringing he, people back from the dead. I didn't know what he was saying. I think he was just more, he was more impatient about killing the person to, so that he could bring them back yes. from the dead, which made no sense. Yes, because he when he brings them back, they're permanently back. Like it's, I still don't understand stupid. why he needs to kill somebody to bring them back from the dead. There are plenty of dead people I, out there. It, that and, and his whole idea was about making them live again. So why are you killing somebody to make them live again? Just go get a dead body. Right, so he's the reanimator. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't 100% understand, but something about the sister's clan is important. Oh, right. Like their blood their bloodline. is important. Yeah. The their bloodline. bloodline. I don't know why. Something so about that strength. I know because of the games. So essentially, <laughs> they have a demonic bloodline. So I in the game, get that from the movie. In the game, if you get too much blood on you, you basically turn into a demonic version of yourself. And the second movie kind of talks about that, saying that she gets blood on yes. herself. She gets out of control. No, it's like full on demon mode with horns coming out of their head and such. So they have a demonic bloodline, like, I don't know, like the Mishima clan out of Tekken. <laughs> so that's why their bloodline is important. That I know, but only because the games explained it better. Yeah, the movie doesn't really and he explain wants, that. And he wants them because he thinks they'll be able to withstand his experiment to make it yes. right, I think. Yeah, Yeah, like if he's trying to get immortality, he's trying to use them to do it? Correct. Yeah. See, we're, we're figuring it out. We're getting, we're almost, we figured this movie out, I think. <laughs> yeah, and, and really, Movies. the main thrust of the plot for the first movie is that Aya is looking for Saki, her psychic is looking for his sister, Yep. the gun Rico. chick, Rico, is just looking to kill the scientist, and all three agree, scientist has got to go, and off on the adventure they go. And okay, then you yeah. get stupid plot points on the way through. That's all you get. That makes the sense. The second movie <laughs> is basically the same plot-ish where the two sisters have teamed up and they've got to take down this one other random superpower chick who's also controlling zombies because reasons. Well, hold on. <laughs> they have to stop. Oh, yeah. They have to stop an evil superwoman who they don't yes. know introduces herself to them at the beginning of the movie under a different name yes. and tricks them into doing what she wants before revealing herself as the villain. And they're not looking for her. They're convinced to go on that adventure. They're just, they're literally just going through the world like Kwai Chan King, but yeah, killing zombies. The like, they're just, they're just killing zombies. That's all they do in the second movie. And then someone is like, Hey, there's a really bad person. You should go get them. And the person who tells them that is the villain. The villain <laughs> is the one who says, you but need to better. stop me. <laughs> but it's better because that villain convinces Saki to turn on her sister because I have yes. the power 
to resurrect your parents. Supreme. Which, okay, fine, yes. until you get halfway through the film and you see Saki with her dead parents and they're skeletons! <laughs> skeletons. What is there to resurrect? They have skeletonitis. There's no <laughs> solving this. <laughs> I just, oh, I almost gave up. I, I was laughing. like, how do, yes. you, how do you cure this? It's over. Yes. Because everyone else has been brought back as a that. zombie comes back still decayed. They're skeletons. What's the, so You're speaking of they come back as zombies, bones. What, what are the rules for turning into zombies in this world? No idea. Because that, so the young girl that's in the warehouse, which this entire movie is filled in, filmed in this warehouse, just oh, yeah. acting as different warehouse. locations. <laughs> yeah. So Saki has her hostage. And when uh, Riku or Roki or whatever her name is, when she comes in to attack her, no, Aya comes in to attack her. She pushes the little girl away and cuts her with the sword. And then later, the little girl dies of her wounds and then turns into a zombie. But she was just hit by a sword. But there's a bite mark on her. Well, when she get bit? I I have no idea. The sword must have bit her. Because we were watching that. A- we're like, she never got bit. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> because she's hit by a sword. She got hit by the sword. And then she turned into a zombie. We're like, man. So then we're like, well, she got hit by a sword. Is she going to turn into a zombie? Wait, I'm telling you the sword the bit sword, her. Because the sword must have bit her. <laughs> but, but since, so you here's the thing. a quality version than you. And when they do a close-up on it, it's a, <laughs> it's a bite mark. But then, okay, so then later, Re, Re, was it Riki or whatever? Yeah, Rico. So when Rico, she's fighting, yeah. when she gets beaten, she's only beaten oh. because she gets hit with a sword. And she blows her. She has to have her head blown off because, as if she's going to turn into a zombie. Well, I mean, apparently that's what. That's it's what just happens. a sword that hit her. So, what are the rules for turning into a I'm zombie? Antonia, but like she had a bite mark on her. So both of them. A, I'm convinced. Well, the the girl did. I thought. So I'm convinced that's how it I goes. I thought Rico. I thought Rico blows off her head because there's that scene where she's fighting with the shotgun and they pin her arms and then they swarm her. Yeah, they bit. They definitely bit her. And then she got. And then Aya, Aya breaks out her super move too late and actually. I know. know. When she did it, we're like, why didn't you lead with that? (laughs) Lead with the room. Lead with the room clearing move. So she nukes the room. Literally nukes the room. (laughs) And it's like, use that move. uh, It's a combo you have to build up to. In her defense, you have to build up to that move. And so defending the movie here. I know. <laughs> I genuinely thought while watching the movie, she needs to build up to this because like she starts off fighting like a normal person. And as the fight progresses, she gets more over the top every time. Mm-hmm. Like there's that one point she's fighting the zombies. Then she lights her sword on fire yep. in the first movie and then starts exploding people. Yep. And then starts doing those air slashes where they're 50 feet away from her. But when she swipes her sword, a blue streak goes across the screen and everyone like dies. Yeah, she like, jubes yeah. them. Yeah, like Ninja Scroll. Yep. Yes. So I was like, okay, that must be a game thing that I don't know because I don't know the game. So I'm glad it to is. hear that it's a game thing. I'm going to touch on that at the end. The first movie gets more of the gameplay mechanics right. But the second, oh, movie, the second movie is at least mildly closer to the story. <laughs> The Take both of those movie. comments with a grain of salt, right? Oh yeah, with an entire <laughs> movie, like, an entire shaker full of salt. <laughs> the, the second movie has a special effect, which I can only describe as the boss farts, because she knocks Aya off the platform and goes ha ha, and a fireball just shoots up from behind her. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her on fire. It's clearly a fireball explodes behind her butt. And I'm just like, did she just fart celebrate? And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't even handle it. Couldn't even I handle it. I enjoyed all of that nonsense. And most of the effects yes. in this are a lot of fun. That first movie, which doesn't have terrible choreography when compared to the second one. The second one's really bad. But the first oh. one at least has an actress who can swing around a sword at least a little bit. But Sometimes. she ends a combo with a beheaded zombie's head balanced on her sword. I thought that was great. Yes. <laughs> Little touches like that. That's good, you know? The thing about the first, I said the first, yeah, the first movie that was awful. Whenever she's fighting Saki and they're crossing swords, they're like, hey, hey, Oh, the teleporting? Just side to side. Or the fast forward super, No, not, not even the teleporting. It's the, the best extreme the audience can't see what you did. Side to side. Just like, <laughs> That's all they it's hear. So... <laughs> well, having watched it in <laughs> like, higher quality, so the first movie when she fights Saki for like the last 15 minutes of the movie, it's there's an awful lot fight. of, we moved at normal speed and they've fast forwarded it like the last fight in Blade, but I not done well. But the worst part about that <laughs> last fight that. is that's when they started to inject the backstory during the final fight. It's like yes, that backstory should have been interjected yeah. way yeah. earlier, yeah. not during yeah. the final fight. Yeah. Well, and what's great is it's every time Aya gets knocked down in the last fight against Saki, she's going to lose, and then she'll have a flashback, and it'll give her the power to get back up, and then yeah. she'll lose again, <laughs> again and have another flashback <laughs> that gets her the power to get back up. Yeah, it's weird. It was killing me. It was like if, if you because of that, it made game, the fight so long. And you're watching like the recap or the reload or the tips and tricks screen when you're waiting to get back up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, and like she does, she, so she gets knocked down and she gets up in like super red mode. Where she's all red. Yep. And teleporting everywhere. Right out of the game. And then she stabs <laughs> Saki through the chest. Yep. Which only serves to power Saki up. And then I was just like, I actually don't know how she's supposed also to Also faithful this fight. to the game. <laughs> oh my god. So, you know, I'm going to touch on some of this now. So, the majority of bosses I faced, you knock down their health bar. And no, 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 no. That was my... That was my common health bar. Now I'm going to get angry and give you my real health bar. So that's what happens that way. One of those. Boss within boss. Awesome. So if you guys get a chance, and this is going off of the movie for a second, but if you get a chance, the game, if you can look past the TNA of it, I'm actually impressed. There's a legitimately decent hack and slash in this game. If I remember correctly, it was received well. Yeah, like there's some neat mechanics to it there's the whole idea of the demon blood is if you get too much enemy blood on you, you go into a rage mode where you have heightened attack, but lower defense. So you become a glass cannon. If you take more blood past that, you turn into a demon form where you're losing health, but attacking enemies gives you back health. So it's like this whole balancing system of not getting too much blood on you and trying to like control your rage and aggression. They even have a reload mechanic with the sword because blood builds up on it. And if you don't flick the sword, to get the blood off, then the sword starts doing less damage because it's getting dulled. Hmm. There's some really cool stuff to it, and most of the crazy crap you're seeing on screen in that last fight, teleporting around and wild parries and blue flames and all this nonsense, that's out of the game. That's awesome. That's not in the second movie. <laughs> this this movie duo at least introduced me to a decent game. Yes. Albeit a game that you'd feel ashamed if someone walks in on you playing. 
Yeah. What are you watching? <laughs> because it's it's basically Devil May Cry OnlyFans edition. Like it's not exactly something you'd be proud of if someone sees it. Yeah. But, but it's speaking of, fun. Uh, speaking of the TNA, there was some in the actual movie. I'm surprised it was on YouTube. Okay. What I, so, my, we just thought the quality was so bad that's that why the, the flaggers were like, the nobody's going to so watch bad. five minutes past the opening of this anyway, so they don't even know that it exists. <laughs> so We're probably the only ones that have watched it straight through. Of all the most awkward TNA things I've ever seen in my life, you have bikini-clad women, you have schoolgirl uniforms, you have a woman who's got like the middle part of her leather-bound chest piece is completely bare so she's barely covered up but no 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 the naked thing you're gonna see is a zombie woman's boobs hanging out of her shirt yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the nudity choice we're going weird with. weird absolutely great <laughs> now it should be pointed out we are not the only people who've seen this movie it has i said uh, all the way through i don't know because it can, it can where show was that, that it's had youtube views. comment I'm willing to bet a lot of people finished. They just didn't finish the film. There's a difference, Wayne. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I have to read. I wish I got the guy's name. I have to read the comment on the second movie. Which Oh, yeah, you sent that off, and that was killing me. What was it? The guy's review of the film? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the comment from the second movie, which is the worst of the two movies. Yeah, the first one's better. The second one's effects are terrible. Oh, boy. I wish I had the guy's name, but he says, easily one of the best high-adrenaline comic book style slash blam zombie fill since dead alive zombie ass toilet a close second. This is a flick that shows Katana Wakazashi Kendo by a porn-esque nymphette caught in a zombie post-apocalyptic world with survival balanced with revenge. Damn that mysterious misery girl for providing hope for a meeting. (laughs) though lost mother it deals with kitschy corny cool and not pretending to be taken seriously which empowers it a hundred percent as to its purpose action scenes are very well choreographed for combat the situation is mild to extreme and a hallmark of what every zombie flick should aim for drama suspense even a tinge of intrigue. It's a powerhouse. A very nice, unpretentious flick for fun and blood. Bravo, Yami Amani. Color me subscribe. No, no, no. All right, so hold on one Color moment. Me subscribe. I heard zombie ass toilet in there. If that's referring to the movie yes. Toilet of the Dead, I've seen it, and it's way better than this movie. Check that guy's name versus the credits of the film. Great. It might have been the producer. I I should have. I wish I had his name. Yeah. The second movie. I wish I could say good things about. There's not a lot of good things to say about Vortex. Vortex is pretty bad. No, sweet. Especially, it's the fighting. Because the first movie, when a fight scene happens, there's enough wild stuff happening that I can accept it. The second movie, very early into that, that first fight, she throws her sword, and instead of it spinning through the air, it wobbles back and forth like someone had it on a string and was just running in front of the phone, (laughs) and yet it still hits two zombies and explodes them. And I just, I kind of gave up. It's not great. The first movie has wild stuff, like the shotgun woman firing at Aya, and she's running, and she doesn't just deflect the bullet, she stops the bullet on the sword, keeps running, and the bullet slides slowly <laughs> across the sword. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So There's no comparison. I will say this. The <laughs> opening of the second movie, what got me... 
and put me in the right mindset, I think, was Kung Fu Ninja Zombies. <laughs> They're flying from everywhere. <laughs> they were. Attacking her. And I was like, wait a minute. This is Kung Fu Ninja Zombies. And then the random cowgirl in a bikini shows up. And they're both dual-wielding katanas, and I was just like, okay, I don't know what this is, but now I'm in the right headspace for it. And yeah, You're welcome. it's <laughs> awful. I think it's funny when but... somebody becomes a zombie, they become round-eye. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Before we bring this to a close, can we talk about the cyborg zombie that never made any sense in that first film? The one who has Terminator the beginning? Vision? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh man, okay, yeah. there's something Terminator serious Vision. going on. Took all these bullets. Like yeah, it was a Terminator. Literally, yeah. bullets infrared. bounced off of him and didn't do damage to his clothing, yeah. let alone anything else. Yeah. And then yeah. it, it cuts to his vision, and he's got red Terminator vision, yeah. and he can even zoom in on people with his eyes. He's a flat-out cyborg. And he was selecting and they people. never bring this out ever yeah. again. Yep. Ever. And yep. I... To me, cyborg zombies they blew their budget would have been a it. really cool niche to, to tackle because I, I don't think I've seen that <laughs> versus normal no. zombies, right? Like yeah. if you hear cyborg zombie versus samurai bikini girl, now you're in. Now you're yeah. invested, right? <laughs> Follow me for more tips. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying. No, for sure. And speaking yeah. of normal zombies, because they were, were my favorite in this, at the end when the mad doctor's up on his little bridge there and then he summons oh, yeah. all his zombies – Oh yeah! And they all just come rushing to look over like they're at a thunderstruck concert, and they're all in their they're all in raincoats. Every single one's in a green raincoat, yes. and they're all just standing there, yes. like, yeah. like they're stupid, but they know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> it was just this yes. is hilarious. They were the best well, things about it. About, they about set the it up that he can control them, and yet one eats him at the end. <laughs> yeah, so he can't like, control them. And yeah, it's too funny. That is maybe one of the most gruesome zombie deaths i've actually it was great seen but implied because uh, because of the way it starts because it reaches from behind and starts to rip out his eyes as he pulls him to the ground i got like blade runner vibes it was great i was like what is happening (laughs) because like i forgot that the movie had gore because there's a scene at the opening where the guy's getting the after the couple has sex the guy gets jumped and she goes to help him and she's pulling on his arm and just pulls his arm out of the I zombie know. mass. I was just like, oh my god. See, once in a while they do something awesome. Once in a yeah. while. The second yeah. movie did not do as many awesome things. Thank oh, god. Well. Dude, no. Um, I can't no. recommend this to anyone, partially because it's so hard to find. <laughs> and the only yeah. version we could find, I can't recommend to anyone. It's almost unwatchable. If you're um, listening to yeah, this because you like this type of stuff, then I do recommend it because I want you to suffer the way we suffer. <laughs> yes. I would sooner recommend, yes. if any of this sounds interesting, just play the game. There's a PS4 game, Onichimbara Origin. You know, just be a I little look bit into guilty it. when you play it. It's fun. It actually convinced it. me to get a PlayStation, um, what is it, the, the I, PlayStation Plus Extra so I could stream that game and play it rather than going oh, it's out and on buying there? it. Yeah. Oh, that's even so better. I, I'll check it's it worth out. playing. I'm going to recommend this movie at 144p. <laughs> it's unbuffered. Subtitles optional. Unbuffered. Oh, boy. Grainy. Because honestly, the quality of the movie, just I think something about that quality level just reminded me like I was watching some bootlegged VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. So, 
it might help. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. it's like beer goggles. So maybe that helped. I don't know. But when mm. we come back, we know it's coming. There's supposedly a true faithful Super Mario Brothers animated movie coming. But what if I told you there was already an animated Super Mario Brothers movie in Japan? We're going to watch the animated Mario Brothers movie that was not released here. It's on YouTube, providing its quality isn't as bad as this one. Fingers crossed. That's what we're coming back to talk about. But again, we thank you for joining us on Press X Reload. I have been Nick Moore with me, as always, for William Brissett and Mark Athanas. Gentlemen, let's go! <laughs> Oni-chan! <laughs> we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenis, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next stage.